Hey, Hope family, welcome back to another week of Hope Dailies. Today we continue our look at Romans 14, and I actually spent a lot of time talking about Romans 14. If you go back and find the episodes, they were from like the end of May through the beginning of June, and they were called Disagreeing Without Dividing. And I talked about a few, um, I highlighted a few thoughts from a book that I read called disagreeing or called winsome conviction disagreeing without dividing the church and the main focus of that book biblically was romans 14 and so i shared many thoughts from there i'm going to actually do something don't normally do on hope daily and that is read the whole chapter then i'm just going to highlight two broad thoughts uh, that come out at the end of the chapter so romans chapter 14 Except the one whose faith is weak, without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another, whose faith is weak, eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the living and the dead. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or a sister. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your eating, destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. So whatever you believe about these things, between, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves, but whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. Again, if you go back to the episodes at the end of May and beginning of June titled 
disagreeing without dividing. I talk about many different aspects uh, coming from Romans 14. But the two that I want to highlight are come at the end, again, uh, starting verse 13 through 19, really, um, where Paul begins to discuss stumbling blocks or putting obstacles. He says, don't pass judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of your brother or sister. What is a stumbling block? I think many times we confuse what is and what isn't a stumbling block. Growing up, going to youth group, I know often girls were told not to be a stumbling block. That meant to dress modestly so as to not make the boys sin. One other common example is if you know someone is a recovering alcoholic, don't have a drink before them because then they, you might be a stumbling block for them. Some people have taken this so far as to not go to restaurants that serve alcohol or even not going to movies because people don't know what movie you're going to see. And if there's an R-rated movie, they might think, well, it's okay for them to go. They see the movie and this causes them to sin. These are extreme and I would say are forms of legalism. But when Paul says not to put stumbling block, he says, if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Now, I think we do have to be reasonable in what this means, but if we know an action of ours that is avoidable by us, that doesn't put ourselves or other people in harm, if we know that action is going to distress someone else, our brother and sister, then we are no longer acting in love if we do that thing anyway. And then in verse 19, he says, Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. So the opposite of setting up a stumbling block is making every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. I think this teaching pairs well with Mark's message from yesterday in improving the conversation. Over the last year, we have had many things to disagree and to be upset about. Whether it is a race conversation or COVID or political. And we still, there are many hot points that we can touch on that would make others distressed. The way we talk about them can be distressing to others. Does this mean that we have to change our beliefs or we have to lie about the things that we believe? Not at all. I don't think that's what Paul is advocating for here. If we pair this with what James says about being slow to speak and quick to listen, we can process, is what I'm about to say going to distress my brother or sister in Christ? Is there a way that I can say it that does not distress them or that ratchets down the emotion that would be elicited from them? Same thing with when you post something online. Is this going to make other people angry? Then do I have to share it? Several months ago and maybe even several months from now, masking is one of these issues. Is my refusal to wear a mask going to distress someone? Then can I act lovingly? Can I seek to do what is peaceful? Again, you don't have to change what you believe about these things. But can you make every effort to do what leads to peace? 
There are so many different applications to this, but I think Paul's words in verse 19 are convicting. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace. We will do this imperfectly. So when we're in the midst of a fight with someone, I don't think we have to beat ourselves up because we have failed. But I do think before the fight happens, <laughs> we should be thinking, am I doing everything in my effort to do what leads to peace? And when we realize that we haven't done that, then we can repent of that. We can apologize to the person we're talking to. We don't have to apologize for the things that we believe or necessarily even the things that we did, but we can apologize and repent of the spirit with which we did those actions because we weren't doing what leads to peace. We weren't making every effort to do what leads to peace. There are currently plenty of ways that we can offend one another. There are many topics that, if brought up before anyone even knows what we think about them, they will already start to get angry. And we don't seem to be heading to a place where the, our conversations, as in the general public, will be healthier. But that can be different about us. We can do what Paul is asking us to do here. We can make up our mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. If we know our actions or our words will distress, then we can avoid them and we can act in love by making every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. And I think this is our way of loving our brothers and sisters and improving the conversation.